When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the plaintiff, Rudy Magalanes. He says the defendant is his nephew, and he foolishly added him to his phone account to help him out. The ingrate stopped paying his bill. He cut the phone off, and here they are, because he's now suing him for the $296 he's owed. This is the defendant, Daniel Benavidez. He says his uncle, who he was forced to live with, was a tyrant who tried to run his life. As far as the phone goes, he was two days late paying him because his paycheck got held up and the hothead turned his phone off. Oh, and money for a shut-off phone? No way. He's accused of making an uncle mad. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see to come to order, please. No, a stutter of some sort. I'll be better later. <laughs> Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. <laughs> You're Mr. Magallanes, right? Yes. Okay. You're suing your nephew for $296 that you say he owes on a telephone bill. You apparently put his telephone bill on your plan? Yes. Okay, and why did you do that? Well, um, his mother had passed away. Basically, it's going to be a year. Um, I promised her that I would watch over him or help him if he ever needed anything. And that's the only reason why okay. I did. So he needed um, to, I guess, finance a phone where you pay the monthly yes. bits to, all right. And what kind of phone did you get? A Samsung Galaxy 8. All right. So it was on your bill and how much was it a month? Well, there were three phones on my plan. And his was um, supposedly he was supposed to pay fifty five dollars a month okay, towards and the did phone he? and his bill. He's yes, he okay. he was good at doing it. All right, and then you guys end up having a problem, and the problem happens when you live with your grandmother, right? Who is your mother? No, my ex sister in law. So she's your ex. So this is your grand nephew. Yes. Okay. All right. So. Um, so you end up moving in with your ex-sister-in-law? Yes. Okay. And how long were you guys living together before problems arose? A couple of weeks. So it was kind of fast. Yes. Yeah. According to you, what was the problem? Uh, the problem was basically everything as soon as you walk, got in. Uh, problem started within the week. Uh, I got a curfew and I'm almost 23 years old. I couldn't bring my friends over no more. I couldn't even... Um, have a beer in my own house after work. Why do you suppose that was happening? It's just, that's his personality. We, um, it's my uncle, I love him, but um, I, I tend to know that he's kind of a drama queen, um, basically. Just that's his, that's how he is. Everything has to be tic-tac his way or the highway. So, 
And and it's he was a guest in my home, and uh, basically, you know, is it your home? No, it's just my grandma's home. But I've been there since I was a kid, so okay. I feel like yeah, it's my home. And <laughs> you know, most people when you go to a guest home, you know, you adjust to their rules. No, we adjust to his rules. <laughs> okay, so what happened when you moved over there? I didn't put any rules down for one. I was a guest while well, I was paying rent, where. Yeah, he was working, but his thing was partying every night. It doesn't matter what hour. We'd be asleep. He'll be coming in at 1, 2, 3 o'clock with four or five other people behind him, drinking, smoking weed. He did whatever he pleased. His grandmother, even though it's her home, he wasn't treating it like it was her home, it was his home. And whatever whatever he wanted, he did it anyway. Okay, but ever, was there ever a problem before you moved in? Like in other words, she didn't mind. Apparently she's a much sounder sleeper than you are. Yes. And so she wouldn't wake up when they traipsed in in the middle of the night, so she didn't No, she care. did. So if she did, um, then why wouldn't she have taken care of it before you got on the scene? She, she has, but it's his way or no way. And, and, and he's been like this since he was a child. You know what, he, my niece was a single mother of two boys. He landed up living with my brother and my mother. And I'm, I don't even, don't even know if he's aware that your grandmother passed away. Her services are next week. I don't even know if you know that because he won't even talk to me how did no one notify him before now? Why does he have to find out in a courtroom? I How can you guys let a, a matter about a stupid Samsung get in the way of something like this? He won't talk to me. He but, won't talk but to me. But there's other people who could have informed him who he would talk to. Why didn't you have one of them inform him? Why wouldn't I he did. find out here? I did. I told my ex-sister-in-law. I go, the day she passed away, I texted her and I told her, that my mother just passed away and that she needs to tell him because she brought him up as a child. But why wouldn't she tell him? Did she tell you or did no, she? No, I told Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. And my sister-in-law, she's going through her own problems with her mother and she's, I, I honestly believe she has Alzheimer's right now. She forgets a lot of things. Thank you. I'm fine. I'm hearing about this now. <laughs> and you know, is I, love I don't belly. understand how somebody didn't notify him. I mean, you could have texted him this. I didn't even have his phone number, Your Honor. I thought his phone number is on your bill. <laughs> he got a new phone. Is that accurate? Did you get a new phone? I got a new phone, but he, he constantly calls my grandmother. You constantly call my uncle. You constantly call everyone to bug me about the money and everything. And you can't say, baby, your grandmother's passed. And I'm hearing about it now. I told, really? I told your grandmother to I, tell you. you. Why didn't you just call? I did call her. No, why it didn't did not. You just, if you're constantly calling him, so you have the new phone? No. 
Where is he constantly calling you? To He's talk? calling my grandmother. I live with her. So I'm always hearing, you know, what about the money or something. He's always calling, trying to check up, calling my friends, my personal friends, that what am I doing? What? Did you end up moving out of the house? Huh? Moving out of the house? Are you, who are you living with right now? I'm living with my grandmother still. Okay. I, I, who is it who passed away? It's my great-grandmother, um, my and mother's. My mother. And your grandmother didn't tell you? No. And you is said she, you told is, her? She, I just got off, I got off the phone with her this morning. She didn't tell me nothing like that. And I'm here told like but that. But you're right living now. with her and she didn't tell you. I live with her uncle. His That's uncle. Just a second. Does she, does, she, does she know? Yes. I could show you on my phone. That, that I you notified her. her? Yes. May I see that? If he notified her, it's less offensive. You know that, right? Yeah. Because she, one would expect that she would notify you. So right? they would have told me, though. Why? I know. So that's why I want to see you. I even spoken to his uncle and told him. He called me and told me how sorry he was that my mother had passed away. I don't understand how nobody told No one's told me nothing. I don't understand. I believe you. I'm seeing your reaction, and I, I believe you that nobody told you. But I, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that there's lots of people who could have told you because he told them. And, you know, I, I, I wish that rather than act like a contemporary of your grandnephew, you had made some effort to reach out to him. You know exactly where he lives. You could have sent them a letter if you think that that the grandmother he lives with, his grandmother that he lives with is not all together or whatever. You know, there are things you could have done. You could certainly, you could have even asked our court staff to break it to him rather than breaking it to him in the middle of this trial. Um, let me ask you a question. You two started to have problems when you lived together, and one of them is that you thought he was incredibly disrespectful to the memory of your mother. Will you please explain to me what you meant by that? It was just... A lot of things he was doing, and we have a, a memorial place in my home where um, we keep my mother's ashes and pictures, and we don't keep nothing else in there but that. And he, when he was staying with, he has an air bed. It's in the living room, and it, that's where also where my mother's ashes is. And exactly he, where are the ashes and the pictures in a it, in a what? It was. Uh-huh. It's in it's in the living room, but we have this, a second living room. So it's, it's like almost a dining room. Right, but the actual item that it's on is a hutch. It's like, yeah, do you, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. okay, and what was happening? He was putting his medicine and On this stuff. same shelf? Yeah, and um, I, I, I took it out almost three times, and the third time I seen it in there again, and I asked him, um, you know, who, whose stuff is this? And he said it was his. And I, I told him, I was like, you know what that is? You know, it's not a storage or medicine cabinet. Can you please tell it very nicely? Because we're already having problems, and I was tired of arguing with him. I, I told him, can you get it out? And his response to me was, my grandma or my uncle seemed to not mind. And I'm, I had to ask, he's going to have to ask my grandmother first if he could keep that in there. Why would you put medicine on what is clearly a shrine that he has for his mother there. Because where, where I was sleeping at, because I take a lot of medication, and one of them is at night before I go to bed. 
I have a habit of Why do you have to put it, it there? Why don't you just put it somewhere else if it bothers him? Because this is a very personal thing. Well, Why would you keep putting it there? I wasn't aware until well, he had Well, but he told it you up. it bothered him. Yes. Yeah, and then what happened? You put it there again. No. Three times. Because you kept saying, well, I need them out where I can see them so that I remember to take them, right? Yeah, table right But you can see bed. other places. You don't have to put it there to show quién es más macho, right? Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. So the nephew finds out in the courtroom his grandmother died, and the plaintiff is saying, well, I mean, you know, I, he didn't want to talk to me, so how, what could I do? You buying that? I'm not buying it. What do you I'm say? Not buying it. I think that's being mean, outright mean. Just mean might be a generous word here. That's cold-blooded. I mean, <laughs> to watch this kid just dissolve into tears in the courtroom? Evil. Evil. What do you say? I just feel sad for the kid. I do too. I mean, it really is sad. Absolutely. Going inside the courtroom. Look, this lawsuit happens because you're then two days late on the bill, correct? Yeah, it was, it was probably a couple more days after that. I'll All right. And um, did you ever tell him, listen, I'm going to be late. My paycheck is held we, up. Or... We weren't really talking at that All point. All right. So you're supposed to pay the bill on time. That's oh, part got, of the deal. He got the $55, though. I, I, I have a text because he texted me saying I didn't pay. And, and I was like, oh, I, you get the $55 tomorrow because it's automatically. Um, and what ends up happening? Do you pay the $55? Yeah, he gets the $55, too. And I just came to find out, too. Wait, wait. I'm not understanding, then. Were you behind or weren't no, you? No. Um, so the payment is on the 28th of each month, but I was told I could get pay I could pay it in the beginning of the month when I get paid. So I, and then I, he told me I didn't pay it. So I was, and he, when he texted me that, I would, I just text him back that he'd get the $55 Did from my grandma. Did he get it? Like, she'll give it to him. Like, they, I, I give my, my grandmother $55 oh, because okay, I didn't want to give it in hand. Okay. And, and he said that was a perfect idea. Um, I could show you the text. And then what happens? Um, he, oh, he shut off the line. He texted When me. did he shut off the line? It was... If that was a perfect idea, then what, what happened in between? You guys had another argument about the medicine? Which yeah, was? he said, the phone hasn't been paid this month. I'm shutting it off the line. You okay. could get your own phone. And I said, that's a great idea. So it could cut everything uh, tied between us. Okay. And the reason All why... Right. Now, here's uh, the thing. You have the phone, right? Yes, ma'am. Do you have a different plan on it now? Um, no, I have a new phone. I, I can't activate it because... Um, it's because still, it's not paid off. Yeah. Will you please show me your, the statements you're suing on? I need to see all your phone bills. Okay. No, don't talk. Just show me statements and let me look at it. And then I'll have questions. Okay. I'm looking at the records and what's left on the phone is $296. You physically have the phone. Since I'm going to order you to pay for it, you keep the phone. But what I'm going to do is order you to pay it directly to T-Mobile. So we'll figure out the logistics of this outside so that we know that it gets paid, and then you're able to unlock the phone. We'll figure out how to get that successfully done um, outside. Yeah. Um, I, I just came to mind um, just about a week ago. Um, he got $50 for my grandmother for me. I, she wanted $50 for me just because she needed it. And I just found out that he got it on the 16th. You're saying she paid him money, and yeah, that she, should go towards your bill? Well, no, because he kept bugging her. She want, he wanted the money just from anyone. So she was like bugging me about it. And I get her 50 bucks just because she needed it. And, and Okay, but if you it. gave her 50 bucks because she needed it, and then uh, she gave him 50 bucks because he needed it, that doesn't translate into 
Well, it's towards the phone, but... All right, uh, no, well, it's not towards the phone if you gave her 50 bucks because she needed it. They're well, two different things. Well, she didn't tell things. me what she was doing with it, so... Did, did she give you 50 bucks for the phone? Yes, she did, Your Honor. Basically, I was not bugging... Did you, did you put the 50... Did you bring the balance down by the $50? No, it okay. came out well, of my credit card. Thank you. It, All right. It, it came out of my credit card. $296. That makes $246. Verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff does prevail and will get the money, but the money will go directly to T-Mobile. You will have to pay that, and it'll be off, and then you can do what you want with the phone. You okay with it? It's a good thing you spoke up at the end, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mentioned the 50 bucks. The 50 bucks, yeah, saves me, you know. You know, I'm so sorry you had heard... This is horrible. The news know? about your great grandmother. I thought this was going to be a wonderful trip, but things don't go the way they're supposed to be. You know, it's horrible, and I just want to say, you know, I loved her. She taught me most of the things in my life. You know, and I just want to say I love her. May she rest in peace. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay, you may go this way. Okay. Well, that was kind of a sad experience for him. You understand that? Yes. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I love him. I care about him. But he doesn't want to talk to me. I got a hold of his grandmother to, yep. let, to let him know, and she never did. All right. So what happens now in the future? Do you still have uh, occasion to talk to him or not? Well, I want to. Yeah. The You're decision's still close up to him. Oh, yeah. Look, okay. I, 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 okay. I love him. Okay. He's my nephew. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. You did win the case. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Harvey. You know, Doug, um, we talk about this a lot in terms of the consequences of a lawsuit. Sometimes you have to weigh the amount of money you might get against the relationship and the value of that relationship and the damage a lawsuit might do to it. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff. Scott. He says he rented a room from the defendant, and the woman snuggled up next to him on the couch one night and asked him to have sex with her. She kept pestering him for sex, and he felt so uncomfortable, she forced him to take his shirt off. Needless to say, he got out of there ASAP. And the jilted woman refuses to return his $750, so he's suing. This is the defendant, Denise. She says she has video of the crazy plaintiff taking his shirt off and soliciting sex from her. He asked her if he should remove his pants, too, and she said no. Once the plaintiff moved out, he left behind one gigantic mess in his room. She doesn't owe him a refund because he left early, and that will be that. She's accused of wanting something from a tenant. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff rented a room from the defendant. He says she came on to him, so he bailed. The defendant says the plaintiff was the one who was in the market for sex. It's the case of get a room. All right. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, man. Okay, you were renting a room from her, correct? Correct. And this is a one bedroom? It is. So you were renting the bedroom, and where were you set up? And. I had the living room set up like a studio. It's a very large one-bedroom apartment that you could easily convert into a two. Okay. So I was in the living room. All right. And what were you paying? 
$750 a month. Did you sign a lease? No. This was a month to month? Yes. Okay. When did you move in? I moved in around, well, around July 8th, 2019. Okay. So rent was due on the, uh, on the 8th each month? How did it go? The 9th. Yeah, the 9th. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tell me about what goes wrong. You live there July to August, August to September, and sometime in September there's a problem. Um, there was actually a problem throughout. So what were the problems? September. So when I first moved in, I was unemployed. I, you know, I paid her the $750, the first month's rent and the security deposit. I became employed around July 22nd. Um, after I moved in, I was basically required to just stay in the bedroom and you just use the bathroom. Um, what does that mean? What did you think was going to happen? Like, what was the agreement between you two? There wasn't a clear agreement. You know, I know. When you saw her bed in the living room, you pretty much knew that was her bedroom, right? Yeah. So are you supposed to be able to use the kitchen? Well, at first I, I thought so, but then she said, no, I had to get a microwave, which I had to get in my bedroom. And it was really just, you know, I found out just the, um, the room and the um, bathroom. Okay, did you advertise it anywhere? I did. Do you have the advertisement? I do. May I see it? Thank you. Bright furnished room. Utilities included, laundry and building, single occupancy. It isn't very clear. What did you, after he moved in, did you tell him I don't want you using the kitchen? He never washed his hands, so. Okay, that's. I even put like a huge hand sanitizer, like a BJ size, you know, just to get him to, to wash his hands. I couldn't have him in my kitchen, not. Okay, that's telling me why you don't want him in your kitchen, but that doesn't answer my original question. If he, if he was a hand washer, then the deal was he was supposed to be able to use the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, he probably would have been able to use it. Okay, so after he moves in and you recognize you don't know him as well as you thought you did after 20 minutes, um, <laughs> then you say to him, I don't want you using the kitchen. What do you say? How do you tell him? Well, generally what I did was there was a refrigerator in the bedroom and I purchased a microwave that he could use back there as you well. You purchased it or he purchased it? I purchased it. You purchased it or she purchased it? We both did. I paid you for part of it. You put $10 toward the microwave. It was a $40 microwave. It was a $50, okay, $60. Okay, stop, stop. Everybody stop. All right, so you put a microwave in there. And what else, though? But didn't he think he was supposed to be able to use the kitchen? Well, he said he didn't cook, so that was, it actually worked for me. Okay. Yeah. So All I right. didn't think he would be in there that often and to kind of... Um, Help the process along, I purchased the microwave. All right. Because he said he didn't cook, so at least this way, he had a ref uh, refrigerator about this size in the room along with a microwave. Have you ever had anybody stay in that room before, or was this the first time? There was someone in there before. How long were they there? Mm, a little over a year. And did that work out? Certainly did. Okay. So now, tell me what problems developed. You told me about the kitchen and confinement or whatever, but tell me what else. Can I say something about Just a minute. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, first off, to set the record straight, I showered every day and cleaned my hands. Okay. So that's not true. All right. Um, secondly, she started diverting my mail. I wasn't allowed to get mail there, and I had no idea. 
and I actually have one of the letters that she diverted returned to sender. I wasn't allowed to get mail. Okay, and I, this was a surprise. This she had was a not big surprise to me. Okay. In fact, I even had to go to the post office and have my mail held there because of what she was doing. Okay, but when you say have your mail held there, held at the post. How office. did you find out that she was returning to sender? She told me. She says I'm not. She, she apparently she has one of these things where you can tell if a mail if letters are delivered on your cell phone. Okay. Um, I saw something like this at the post office, and every time I got a letter, she said I couldn't get it, and she would have. Okay, is this a co-op? This is not. Is this a co-op? It is a co-op. All right, so you're not supposed to have a renter in there, right? That's what this is about. That's why you can't get mail there. Correct. Okay. But I so told now, him, but had you told him that before? I told him before he moved in that I would need for him to get a post office box until my okay. lease was up for renewal. So what I was asking him to do was to get like a three month. P.O. box. Let's just see how the situation worked out. And Did you get renewed? Point, yes. Okay. So, so at that point, she says she talked about it with you before he moved in or after he moved be, in. Because if I had and known before he moved in or after before he moved, he moved in. Did she talk about it with you before you moved in? Absolutely not. All right. Let me ask you this. Did, so um, now you got to go to the post office to get your mail. And what else went wrong? What else went wrong was. You know, on occasion, she'd let me watch TV in the in the living room, and there was an air conditioner there. In my room, she gave me a broken air conditioner. So I liked, I wanted to watch Breaking Bad, which she would watch with me. And one day while I was watching it, she pulled up a chair next to me and just said, can we have sex? Just and like I, that? Yeah. And I said, what? And then she says, look, I know we're going through a lot. We both have a lot of anxiety. And um, it doesn't have to be a real relationship or anything. I just want to have sex. And I said, no, this is a landlord-tenant relationship. And I'm not going to do that. And it didn't stop it there. Afterwards, uh, I, I bet we were going to have sex. I bet we're going to have sex. And I said, no, we're not. And I'm in a vulnerable situation where I just moved, and I was borrowing off of my retirement account even to move. I had a lot of things going on. And I was really nervous about being evicted or whatever. And then I'm finding out that, you know, I'm living here illegally. And um, Well, you knew it was a co-op. I don't know it was a co-op. I, I, I didn't know what it was. You know, it wasn't clear what it was. Well, it was you, an apartment. Well, you moved into her bedroom in a one-bedroom in a building where uh, no one's supposed to know you're there. You didn't know that maybe that was against the regulations of the building? After I moved in. Then okay. I was told I could I wasn't allowed to talk to the neighbors. Uh-huh. No, I hadn't she been. She moved in her bed into the living room. Um, it had been there before. I mean, this was a very temporary situation for you. Exactly. Yes, but she's not even telling the truth. She had another tenant before me who apparently went to the co-op board and complained about her. She had a multiple tenants in there, not one for you. She had a multiple tenants How did in you there. Know that? Okay, because I guess he talked to your board or one of the prior tenants. Um, how could you know that? Because that's what the neighbor told me. Oh, nosy neighbor. Um, all right, so let me ask you this. She makes a pass at you. She tells you that you're going to have sex, and then what happens? What happened at that time was I started talking to a friend of mine in Harrison, and they said, you know, you, you got to get out of there. You better get out of there. You know, this, this person doesn't sound very stable, and we'll let you live here. You could live on our couch. 
And, you know, it was a, a messy apartment in Harrison. But what happened was I planned on moving out. I said, I have to get out of here. And they said, move in. So I moved. So the day before rent is due at this place, you move out. Yeah, because that's when I found the place. Correct. Found the place was you decide, you found a place where you could sleep on the couch. Where I could sleep on the couch. Were you yeah. going to be paying rent there or no? Yeah, I did. Okay. What were you paying there? 400 a month. And what were you paying here? 750? 750. And okay. I was much happier on a couch in a dirty living room with two cats all over me. Okay. Than now, there. in a month to month tenancy, you would typically have to give notice um, before you move out. You are saying that you don't have to give notice because she made it completely unlivable by making a pass at you. By making a pass at me with the mail, by not even allowing me to talk to anybody. What does talk to anybody mean? I, she didn't want me talking to the neighbors. She kept insisting that they could hear us through the, uh, through the building, through the they, walls. That they could hear us, who? The neighbors. Could hear? Could wait. hear me talking or her talking. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. It's and you're testifying, so you got to yeah. know. Well, it's She wouldn't let you talk to, to what neighbors? Any neighbors who lived on the floor. I didn't want, what I was asking him was, I'm somewhat of a private person. I didn't tell him not to talk to the neighbors. I just did not want him discussing my situation in the apartment as far as, you know, my living, our living situation. But I wasn't yeah, because it's a co-op and you're not supposed to be subletting. So now let's talk about his allegations. He says you made a pass at him. I have him on video with his shirt off. I keep asking him to put the shirt back on. And his did, response... Did you make a pass at him? At one point, it seemed like we were... Because he was in my, my living space more than he was in his room. He sat in my living room and he watched 52 episodes of Breaking Bad laying on my couch. So, um, you know, at one point I was just trying to figure out like, what were we doing there? You know, like I was in a very vulnerable situation myself. I had just lost my brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, and with him being there, I was kind of locked, you know, in a state of bereavement. So I, and to be honest with you, I was not really myself during the whole time. So did you make there. a pass at him? What'd you say that you, I mean, you're thinking about it, so the answer is probably yes, but what did you say? You know, I was just trying to figure out like where- Did you we, say, are we gonna have sex? Did you say that? No, I didn't say, are we gonna have, are we gonna have sex? I mean, the, when he first moved in, he said to Can me- Can you just tell me what you said or what you did? I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, you know, I was kind of trying to get a sense because he was- How did you try to get a sense? And I asked him, you know, like, where's kind of like where this relationship, like where we were going with it, because, you know, we were having pizza, we were eating. For him to say that he was locked in his room, 80% of the time he was there, he was in my, my space. I came home multiple times. He was sitting in the living room, my, my bedroom, on his laptop, you know, taking care of whatever his issues were. Regarding his mail, he did get a lot of mail there. It okay, was can I ask you something? We were talking about uh, like a potential pass or like an awkward, you know, where's this going? And what was well, his response? Yes, and what was his response? He said he felt it was inappropriate for us to be engaged in any type of... Okay, race. then when does the shirt come off? After or before that? After. And when the shirt comes off, why does it come off? I don't know. I was 
sitting. Why does your shirt come off? Because it was nonstop about the having sex. According to your complaint, you say you were forced to take your shirt off. How big was a gun she put to your head? There was no gun to my right. head. Right. How were you forced to take your shirt off? Look, I, I didn't, I was in a very bad state of mind. How I needed... were you forced to, I, they're not my words, they're your words, okay? Everybody keeps telling me about the bad state of mind they were in. I'm sorry about your bad states of mind. Now I need you to answer the judge's question. How were you forced to take your shirt off? So if the landlord came on to him, does that give, does that give him the right to move out and get a security back? Yes, it does. Break the lease. Yes, you should break the lease. I don't think that you want to be sexually harassed every day when you go home at work. It's enough stress. So when you come home and you get with somebody that you're not attracted to, give me my money back so I can go somewhere where I'm happy. Okay, that's a good argument. Now I'm going to try this a little differently. So let's assume that she comes on to him once and he says, I'm not interested. Would that give him the right to break the lease? I don't believe so. Twice. <laughs> but, but, but she doesn't do anything. She just makes an overture. Um, I would, if it were a female, I would be uncomfortable with that situation. But he's a male. I know. I know. So the tenant's a male. Be any different. This is tough for you, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's a little tough. It's tough. But okay, we'll think about it. Going inside the courtroom. How were you forced? You said you were forced. How were you forced? Because this was going on constantly and I needed a new place to live and I wanted to, I don't know, I just wanted to appease her for temporary until I could find a way to get out of there. And then what happened after you took your shirt off? I put it back on. Did you submit the video into evidence? I did. No, put the shirt back on. Put the shirt back on. Are you taking pictures of that? I am, absolutely I am. Can you put the shirt back on? Yeah. You sure? I'm positive. Do you want me to take my pants off? No. Are you going to video me? Yep. 25, 26, 27. Um... I don't know, you look kind of into it, to be honest with you. I wasn't into it. I put my shirt back on. I didn't take my pants off. Nothing happened. You asked her if she wanted you to take your pants off. You sound into it. Shall we see it again? No, I don't no. have to see it again. Oh, I know okay. what it's like. Yeah, yeah, that sounds kind of... So I'm not sure that that's the reason you didn't give her notice, that you were so offended that she virtually raped you. I think that there was, you know, some blurring of the lines of who's what exactly. to whom on both parts, maybe because both of you were going through a tough time. It doesn't matter to me. It matters. Only one thing matters. You're supposed to give notice unless she makes it so uninhabitable you can't give notice. So let's go over how she made it uninhabitable. You tell me that she forced you to take your shirt off and that she came on to you in a proper, that would certainly, you know, you don't have to stay another day at a place like that. I'm not seeing that in that video. I'm seeing the opposite of that. Um, you tell me that she asked that you get your mail somewhere else. That's not great, uh, especially if it's not gone over beforehand. She claims she went over it beforehand. You had given her a 30-day notice first. Uh, in September, you said to her, you know what, I'm giving you notice, I'm going to leave. And then a couple days later, you actually left rather than get, uh, giving her the 30 days notice, correct? 
Yeah, I couldn't stay there anymore. And what you're seeing here, there may have been that one day, but this happened plenty afterwards, and I kept saying afterwards, I was no, we're, we're a landlord-tenant relationship. I was not and you're, 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 you're judging something based on one day where I was not doing too well, and I don't care how I look in that. But this happened multiple times afterwards. It just makes it hard to believe I understand that it was it unwanted it. when I, it looks so wanted in the only piece of video I have. But in any event. Can I uh, ask you a couple of questions here? Um, did you leave the place looking like that, by the way? No, I didn't because the room was empty when I left. I took all my stuff. But that's are how he, what, what are had, those? What is she has there? That's how he lived the whole time. He oh, that's there. how he lived. That's no. not how he left it. Okay. No. No, that that's actually the process of me moving. It wasn't. That room stayed like that the entire time he was there. Um, I think we're done. You as a plaintiff, when you come into a court of law and are asking for the return of the security deposit, have to show me that she kept the security deposit and she doesn't have a right to keep it. You have to prove to me you have a right to keep it. And he admits that there was no notice. So now the burden shifts back to you. Sometimes in a trial, it goes back and forth like a ping pong ball. This is one of those cases. But it's back to you, sir, to be able to prove that there was such an uninhabitable environment created that you couldn't live there. I don't think that's what happened. You gave her 30 days notice, and then you found a couch, and it was cheaper, so you left. And you left her holding the bag for the rent. And a landlord is entitled in New York to 30 days notice unless they do something that makes you unable to live there. I'm not, I think that this was more confusing and mutual based on the irrefutable video of it sounding kind of mutual. In fact, in the video, it's the opposite. It sounds like you're telling him, get dressed, get to you. Let me take my pants off. No, get dressed, go. So I don't believe that she created that situation. I don't think having to go to the post office for mail was really a problem. It wasn't a problem in July or August. or It wasn't a problem until you found a cheaper place to live and it got weird, which is why it's not a great idea to get involved. You know, but people are people. I mean, you know, when people say, well, you shouldn't date anybody at work. Well, who the hell else are you going to date? <laughs> That's the only people you see. So I get it, you know, but it's really not a good idea because look how messy it turned out. I am not ordering her to repay you the money. I find that she's entitled to it for lack of notice. Verdict for the defendants. Thank you. So the plaintiff tried, but the judge says you cannot get it back, the security deposit. No comment? I'm not surprised at that. He had no comment. Will you talk? No, I'm just glad that finally closed the chapter on this. Yeah, that was my main reason for coming. Kind of messy, wasn't it? <laughs> it did get a little uncomfortable, I think, for the both of us. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Totally understand. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. I'll All let right. you go. Okay, Doug. I, I mean, here's the thing. That you can break a lease when the landlord breaches the deal. But the judge, I mean, I, I think the judge was so right here that it feels that at best this was kind of a mutual thing. And if it's mutual and it just doesn't work out, that does not give the tenant any right to break a contract. A lease is a contract. So bottom line here, the tenant is stuck. <laughs>